This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook with no long-term commitments, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 77, entitled, Tis the Season, It's Christmas Light Time. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week. I really appreciate you guys tuning in, as always, uh, as well. I really appreciate you guys uh, providing any feedback that you have been over the past few weeks. And on that note, um, there's been a couple of uh uh, reviews of the podcast on iTunes. So I just like to read those out. So the first one comes from uh, Josh Steinbeck85, who says uh, the title is Great Podcast and says uh, he gives it a five star review and says, Love having someone in the same area as me that understands all the rain. Well, Josh, uh, I uh, appreciate you leaving that uh, review for me on uh, iTunes. And yes, isn't the rain? It's a. a uh, a, a different type of beast uh, on its own, isn't it? Um, and a lot of uh, landscapers, you know, they obviously uh, understand the rain, but uh, not in the uh, respect that uh, depending on where you live, there's no such thing as taking a rain day and, uh, you know, waiting for better weather to uh, complete your route. And uh, sometimes it is uh, the reality that, you know, you have to mow in the rain and do... Uh, uh, you know, just make do and uh, uh, do your best to keep up and uh, keep that schedule uh, going. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, are you leaving that uh, review for me? And uh, thanks again. And thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, the second review, uh, also a five star rating, comes from Zombie Slayer 112. And the title is Thanks, Julio. And it just says, Hey, Julio, I just wanted to say thank you for all the hard work you put into the show. The information has been tremendous in helping me grow my lawn care business. Thank you for what you do, and I wish you continued success. Well, uh, thank you, Zombie Slayer 112. I really appreciate the kind words and you uh, uh, taking the time out as well to uh, leave a review. Um, it uh, really uh, helps motivate me and really keeps me, um, you know, gives me that little bit extra each day to continue on and see what this journey will, uh, uh, you know, lead to. Uh, so thank you very much uh, to you too for leaving that uh, review. Uh, and also to anyone else who hasn't uh, had taken the chance to leave a review uh, I would really appreciate if you guys take the time out to do that. If, uh, you know, uh, you guys are like Josh and Zombie Slayer, um, and receive any sort of, um, you know, anything of value from the information that I provide in just sharing my experiences of uh, building my lawn care company over the past 11 years. If, uh, you know, you take that away and you uh, help or it helps you. 
with your uh, lawn care business, I'd really appreciate if you would, uh, you know, take the time out uh, to leave a review on iTunes. Uh, you can do that by going to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews. You'll see all the past uh, show reviews from uh, people all over uh, the world there. Uh, sort of gets aggregated in one spot. Uh, and uh, it has a link there for you to uh, click on to go to iTunes uh, to uh, leave a review as well. Um, it's a bit of a complicated process. Like I've explained, you need to have an iTunes, um, you know, an iTunes account, um, or iTunes user ID. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh really appreciated if you can go through that and, uh, leave that review. Uh, so thanks again to those who have in the past and, um, uh, continued success to everyone. So, this week's episode, I want to talk about uh, it being obviously towards the midway point here or just past the midway point of November. Um, and, uh, you know, with a lot of you, you know, leaf cleaning season uh, may be done already. Some of you, you know, you may be uh, with some remnants or uh, even continuing on. But as colder weather comes on, uh, you know, the lawn mowing should probably be done for most of you. I know for me, at least, uh, you know, last year, it continued all the way through uh, till the end of November. Uh, but this week, I pretty much had to call it uh, last week at the end of last week. Um, and not because uh, the mowing or the growing of the lawns had stopped. Um, they're actually still kind of growing because it's still been pretty mild. We, we've only had uh, one or two instances of any sort of frost uh, on the ground and just in like sort of patchy areas. Um, but for me, mainly... Um, it was uh, just the amount of rain. Uh, it's been, uh, I know I talk about rain all the time, but this year, for some reason, it just seems like uh, it's been more than usual. Um, you know, at one point, we had 28 days of straight rain here. Um you know, in some sort of capacity, it'll clear up for a little bit of the day and stuff, but then the rain comes and, uh, the biggest issue is that when the rain has come, it's been pretty heavy at times. So, you know, just this uh, past week now, you know, we finally had some breaks in the, the weather and stuff, and it's been actually about two or three days now with no rain. Uh, but the lawns are just still too soggy. It's just, it, there's been so much rain that, uh, you know, the lawns are not, uh, able to drain quick enough. And, you know, putting even my 21 inch Honda, uh, commercial mower on it is starting to rut lawns. Um, in fact, I have a few lawns where, um, you know, just me walking on the lawn is you know, causing areas to be completely muddy. Like there was one lawn I went to go do and, um, I went to walk on it and immediately it turned like you could see muddy footsteps, uh, for everywhere that I walked on the lawn. Um, and there was a couple instances where I, I took the mower out and I uh, went to mow and I go put the mower on the, you know, first part of the lawn and it starts to rut. And I was like, okay, this is not good. There's just way too much water held. It's not draining fast enough. And, and in fact, there was a bunch of lawns last week where I had to do at least part of the lawn, um, because they were still growing, but I just couldn't put any sort of machines or mowers or anything on them. Um, 
I had to end up doing, you know, either back lawns or sections of lawns with just the trimmer to get through the lawn to finish off because, you know, maybe I mowed half of it with the mower and then got to an area of the lawn that was just too soggy. I was like, I can't get the mower to do the rest of this. So I had to go back and grab the trimmer and do the rest of the lawn with just the trimmer. Um, and luckily, for the most part, me walking on it hasn't affected the lawns except for that one instance, that one lawn where I walked on it and was like, holy smokes, like that's terrible. I can't even walk on the lawn. It's like instantly uh, water coming up with every footstep and I'm leaving a big muddy boot mark uh, with every step. Uh, so because of that, I've decided to just call it for this year, um, you know, and with my luck, though, uh, you know, the rain will stop now and uh, uh, maybe I'll be able to... Uh, go back in a week or so and maybe do one more cut or something like that. But uh, if not, I think it'll be fine uh, as it gets colder, the temperature uh, drops uh, and we'll start to get that uh, frost uh, maybe on a more consistent uh, basis. But uh, this time of year is also a good time to start to shift focus uh, and uh, go to Christmas lights. Uh, Now, this is something, a service that I've been doing for 11 years, um, I don't do it, uh, on, you know, a huge, huge level. Um, I've, I do it, uh, like what I mean by that is I don't do it for every client and every customer. I just do it in sort of limited, uh, amounts each year. Um, I've done some pretty big jobs in the past for Christmas lights. Um, at least compared to ones that I normally do. And by that, I just mean uh, really sort of tall roofs uh, and having, uh, you know, uh, working in partnership basically with my brother-in-law and uh, doing that sort of thing. I remember we had this one uh, ginormous house. It was uh, basically a mansion, you could say, and we had to rent uh, some 36-foot ladders because we didn't have, uh, you know, our 20-foot extension ladders were not uh, big enough. And uh, basically, uh, to save time, uh, what we did is uh, we got a couple of these ladders and uh, we put it up. And my uh, uh, brother-in-law is really good with um, heights and stuff. He's got no issue uh, with that sort of stuff. And what we would do is we'd put this one ladder up. He'd go to the top uh, with the Christmas lights and he'd start hanging them on the gutters. And I'd position the next ladder uh, right by him. And basically what he would do is he would just step from one ladder to the next ladder. I'd be obviously down below stabilizing the ladders, but he would step from the one ladder onto the next ladder and continue on the run. And then I would go around and grab the other ladder and just move it around behind him and put it, uh, you know, the next step in front of him. And uh, that saved him from going up and down the 36 foot ladder, you know, a hundred times to get, uh, uh, you know, the string of lights up there. Uh, we've done jobs where, uh, you know, having to hang big, fancy, uh, you know, four foot wreaths and stuff uh, up above, uh, you know, garages and things like that uh, and putting, you know, more than just uh, lighting. And then we've done, you know, basic ones where it's just a single level or maybe just a front porch railing uh, and doing stuff like that. Christmas lights is one of those jobs where, um Working with a partner is really uh, handy, can really speed things up. Um, you know, it can help with uh, having one person 
even if it's just a single level house or something easy to do, um, it can really speed up the process in, uh, uh, you know, having one person, especially if the, the lights are, you know, a customer supplied lights where uh, they've had them for a while where you might have to uh, untangle strings of lights and test strings of lights and change bulbs and things like that. Uh, having two people just makes it uh, uh, go a lot quicker. Uh, so, you know, normally we might have one person doing that, opening up, uh, you know, their storage containers and stuff like that and getting, uh, the strings of lights and stringing them out and testing the bulbs, making sure everything works. And then, uh, you know, getting them all, uh, set up and handy and ready for, uh, the person who's actually hanging the lights. Uh, and it just makes things go a lot quicker. Um, but I have done them on my own as well, and that uh, will work. But I usually will limit um, the uh, uh, types of lights or types of houses that I'll do. You know, normally just uh, uh, single-story houses, you know, rancher-type houses, um, do things like that uh, on my own. Uh, I find no problem. I don't like doing second-story. I'm not the the guy that's good with heights. Uh, so that's where, you know, when when I'm with my brother-in-law and stuff, where, uh, you know, I will go up on, say, a first story roof and, uh, you know, help him out or something like that. Uh, but when I think back to some of the uh, Christmas light jobs we've done in the past and the types of uh, crazy things that we've attempted with ladders and stuff, it actually makes me give my head a shake now uh, to think that we even did stuff like that. It's just uh, pretty crazy. And uh, uh, there's no way uh, in the world we would do that now. Um, I remember uh, with one house where uh, he went up uh, to the top and the second story was not flush with the first story of the house. So it was sort of inset. So you couldn't put the ladder in this particular area. You couldn't put a ladder from the bottom all the way to the top to get uh, done. So we had to use a smaller step ladder um, on the second story to reach the roof line of the top story. But there was only maybe a two-foot ledge on that second story that the ladder could be put and propped up against the house. Um, so I actually like sat behind the ladder and was holding it tight against the house so he could on the second story so that he could go up this little ladder and hang the lights and stuff. And when I think about stuff like that, it's like, oh my goodness, what the heck, you know, and this is going back, oh, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago when we first started, just, you know, when you're, uh, you have this, um, you know, just insatiable, um, appetite for uh, doing all the jobs that you possibly can, not turning down, you're just building your business and all that stuff. You can put yourself into some uh, crazy predicaments. Um, another time that this sort of thing happened, I was on my own and I wasn't doing a, um, a Christmas light job, but it was sort of related because it was, you know, a roof type job uh, where a customer had called and wanted a quote for um, putting their downspout, it had come unconnected uh, from the top of the gutter. And they wanted, uh, you know, how much it would cost for me to go up and, and fix it. So I went to go do a quote and nobody was home. 
And I saw that it was just like, you know, right there, I could get a ladder up to that first level. And it was the same sort of thing where it was a first level. Um, the gutter was on disconnected at the top of the second level, but there was a little roof line between the first and second, uh, uh, gutter there or first and second level there, where it was maybe a, you know, foot two feet wide, a uh, little roof section. And it was uh cedar shakes and, uh, I thought, hey, you know, I've got my ladder with me. I know that people aren't home, but what an impression I could make if I could go grab my ladder, you know, not just do a quote, but actually fix the gutter and not charge them anything. Just do it for free. And then that way, you know, I build this customer rapport that, hey, it's just a little job. I know I came out here to do a quote, but, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, thankful that you called and, uh, you know, you thought of me to uh, come and do this job for you. So I thought, what a great, you know, I'll put my ladder up, just uh, do a quick fix. And uh, and I was thinking, oh, you know, I, I don't even have to go that tall. I know I'm not good with heights, but I don't even have to go that tall. I just have to go to this first level. I can get on that first level roof, uh, that little, you know, two foot section and a two foot wide uh, section of roof on the corner of this house and and just attach I can reach that gutter and attach it so you know I got my ladder and and uh, went and did it I put the roof and I had to get off the ladder to get on the roof and go around and once I got on the roof being cedar shakes and because the gutter had wasn't attached it had been leaking on the roof for a while and it was in a shady part of the house. So it was slimy and stuff. And as soon as I got on the roof, I was like, oh my goodness. I can't even move. I can't even, uh, you know, move my feet. I'm going to fall off this roof. It's so slippery. Um, and I was like, you know, I couldn't even think about the, the darn gutter. It was like, uh, how am I going to get be able to position myself to even turn my body back around to be able to get onto the ladder. And it's all concrete below. I said, I'm going to kill myself here. I'm going to fall off the ladder. I'm going to crack my skull open. And not only does my family not know where I am, the person that lives in this house doesn't even know that I'm here. Uh, you know, I just said I would stop by sometime this week to look at this, uh, um, you know, gutter when I was in the neighborhood or something. Um, you know, they might have a hint if they, you know, see my truck out front and stuff with like when they come home from work, but you know, nobody might even know that I'm here for that, uh, amount of time. You know, I could be too late if I hurt myself. Thankfully, after a long time, I was able to get out. I thought of jumping off the roof to minimize, you know, thinking, okay, I might break a leg or something, but at least I can sort of shield my fall rather than falling off the roof or stuff like that. And uh, it just put me in this predicament. And I was thankfully able to eventually work my way to the ladder and get down the ladder. Um, and I don't, I, you know, I can't even remember. This was like 10 years ago. I can't even remember if I ended up able to even fix the gutter. I don't think I did because it was just, I couldn't even move my legs or feet or I didn't want to risk anything. Um, but, uh, it just, from that day forward, it was literally, that's when I sort of was like, okay, 
that was crazy. I did sort of see my life flash before my eyes and I was like, okay, this is, it's not worth it. I've got, you know, small, uh, children at home. I can't do this, this sort of stuff anymore. Um, and I, from that point forward, basically, uh, took a different direction and, uh, you know, put my safety and, uh, you know, my kids and my family, uh, you know, the thoughts of them ahead of any sort of money-making opportunities, uh, that I might have. And when I think that I was going to do that for free as well, um, you know, it just changed my whole perspective. Uh, so, I share those types of stories with the, um, uh, that just as a basic, as a warning, I know I've been there. I know what it's like. You're starting out your business. You want to build clients. You don't want to turn work down. Um, but the most important thing is to use your common sense and to, um, you know, just analyze the situation first and whether or not it's safe. And it's another reason where, you know, anytime you're working with ladders like that, that, uh, having somebody around is just a good idea. Um, so, you know, uh, I would, uh, definitely, uh, make sure that you have somebody, if you work on your own, um, you know, this may be a good time to, uh, you know, find some friends or something like that, that may want to come out and work for you for the day that may be available. Maybe your wife can come out even, or your girlfriend or something like that. Even if it's just to hold ladders for you and even just to be there to have somebody that can call uh, an ambulance or something, if things go wrong, because it always is a reality this time of year, um, you know, doing things like Christmas lights, if there's frost, if roofs are wet, uh, you know, uh, I did my own uh, Christmas lights this past weekend. Normally never an issue. Um, and I did the top roof line uh, by myself uh, because uh, on my own house, I've got, uh, you know, the second story. It's sort of that same design like I was discussing before, uh, where the second story uh, is inset from the first story. But with mine, it's a lot inset. Uh, so there's a lot of roof to walk around uh, the second story. And normally it's no problem. And in most areas, it is no problem. And my roof is brand new. I uh, had a new roof put on in 2010. Uh, so it's about six years old now. Asphalt shingle. Uh, very easy to work uh, walk on. I've got an area uh, in the front where I can put a ladder um, in sort of in a 90 degree angle of roof. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, pretty safe. Um, and I go up there all the time with no issues. You know, this year I got to the end of my run on one spot and, uh, the gutter spout from the top, uh, roof, uh, line, it sort of spills out onto the roof to go to the bottom gutter. Uh, and there was just an area where it was just slimier and wet and slipperier than usual. And, uh, you know, I had to really be careful this year and was like, you know, and I did it uh, again on my own. Uh, by myself, my kids at school, my wife was at work, um, or sorry, no, it was because it was a weekend, but my kids were out and uh, my wife was shopping. And normally I say kids at school and wife is at work because usually I do it uh, at that time when they're uh, at school and work, but this was the weekend, so that wasn't the case. Uh, but, um, you know, it was like uh, very, very slippery and, 
uh, I had to be really, really careful. And it brought me back those memories of uh, that time uh, when I was on that corner. So uh, I got it uh, got it done. But uh, for the rest of it, uh, I waited till my wife got back. And then she came out and held the ladder for me and, and stuff to do the whole bottom area. Uh, and get that done. So just like I said, just to serve as a sort of a reminder and make sure that your uh, shoes that you're using um, are uh, good for walking on roofs. If you're going to get on a roof, I know for me, I get out of my work boots because they're, uh, they've got a harder uh, sole on the bottom uh, and uh, are a lot more slipperier. So I put on uh, running shoes or sneakers uh, to get on the roof. They're, you know, a softer rubber, more flexible, and they just give me a lot more grip uh, up on the roof. Uh, so I think I'm just going to break for the podcast announcements and then I'll get into more details about what, uh, you know, uh, what I would do with Christmas lights and how I was charging for uh, uh, Christmas lights. All right, so stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. If you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do. So I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice. There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time. And get this. Even if you cancel during the trial period, you get to keep your free audiobook. It's a great way to try the service and see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so uh, before the break there, I was talking uh, more about the uh, safety aspect and such of uh, doing Christmas lights and how you can get yourself into some pretty crazy and dangerous situations, uh, you know, in just the, um, wanting to, uh, you know, get those jobs done, uh, wanting to build your business, not wanting to turn down work and stuff and just, uh, keeping a mindful, um, you know, just being aware of the actual dangerous situations that you can get yourself into uh, when doing Christmas lights and any sort of ladder work, uh, and that it's always good to have a partner with you. So what we would do, uh, what we started to do after uh, that, um, you know, those few instances was uh, for any sort of uh, roof work um with me and my brother-in-law, we would uh, always then start working together on those types of jobs. And for things even like gutter cleaning, um, if we had to get on the actual roof uh, to uh, get to areas where maybe a ladder couldn't get to uh, to hang Christmas lights or things like that, and we had to actually do it from the roof and be sort of, uh, you know, perched on the edge of the roof, we went and purchased some uh, safety harnesses. And, uh, you know, so we would both wear these safety harnesses. And of course, you know, on a regular residential roof, there's not really anywhere you can uh, clip into a safety harness. So what uh, we would do instead was because I was the 
obviously not the the one that was as good with heights uh, as my brother-in-law wasn't I wasn't as I'm not as comfortable with heights as he is he's also a lot lighter than I am he's probably 130 pounds or so where I was hitting the 215 220 at times uh weight at certain times I'm a lot lower now I'm around 200 now but back then uh, I was a bit heavier so what we would do is we'd both put on these harnesses. He'd have his harness uh, on and uh, we would get a uh, a rope between the two of us and we'd uh, uh, clip him in to the uh, harness and clip the other end to myself. But what I would do is I would sit down low, get my gravity... Um, you know, my, uh, gravity area low. So I would, uh, my center of gravity, I guess you would call it down low. And I would sit on the opposite side of the roof, just, um, past the pitch. Um, so wherever the peak of the roof is, uh, if he was working on one side down at the thing, I would sit, uh, just over the peak on the other opposite side of the roof, uh, just low enough where I could see him. Um, but, you know, it wouldn't pull me. If he were to a slip or fall or something, it wouldn't, you know, automatically pull me and slide me down the roof because I'm on the opposite side. It would uh, uh, stabilize and I would just monitor the rope. So I would always have, um, you know, enough slack in the rope uh, for him. I'd have gloves on, obviously, and I would just be monitoring that and and keeping the slack on uh, the rope so that if he did slip or something like that, uh, you know, I could hopefully uh, uh, pull him back uh, or just have enough slack to or, you know, enough tension in that rope to keep him from falling off the roof. And we did that for... Uh, you know, the remainders of times that we, uh, uh, done and, uh, you know, anytime we do work together on a two story roof or anything like that, uh, whether it's gutter cleaning, he'll do the same thing with, um, you know, gutter cleaning with a backpack blower, uh, where he'll walk around the edge, blowing it off. And just for safety's sake, strapped into a harness with me clipped into the other side, working on the opposite, uh, and of where he is monitoring the slack of the rope, uh, just to keep, uh, uh, you know, things, uh, extra safe. Now, as, uh, far as pricing goes, uh, what we found over the, the years that we were doing the Christmas lights, obviously, uh, we played around with a lot of different pricing like you do with, uh, every sort of, uh, service that you're going to be, uh, offering with your lawn care business. Um, but we found that obviously you want to have a minimum price set out, uh, so that, uh, you know, if somebody's calling you out to, uh, hang up uh, a single strand of lights. Uh, maybe that's only, uh, uh, you know, 20 feet long or 25 feet long, maybe say on a porch railing or something like that. Um, uh, that, uh, you have a minimum price set out. So you would use the same, uh, minimum pricing as you do for your lawn. So for me, that's $30. So even if it's a, you know, just a 20 foot, uh, strand of lights, uh, you know, I'd be making $30 just to go out there and hang those, uh, string of lights. But, um, you know, obviously, uh, a lot, uh, most light projects are going to be a lot more complex than that. Uh, so what, uh, we found over the few years was we settled on a dollar per foot. 
foot of light. So if you had a 20 foot light strand, it would be $20 to hang that uh, 20 foot light strand. Obviously, if that's the only light strand we were doing, then the minimum would take over and it would be $30 to do that. Then if there was more light strands, then obviously the dollar per foot would take over. Um, so if it was 40 feet of lights to hang, it was $40. If it was uh, 60 feet, it's $60. Now this was for anything um, that was on the first story gutter level or lower. So porch railings, uh, sh- maybe shrubs and trees uh, within that uh, range uh, and uh, the gutters of that first uh, level. Now, we also discovered that obviously doing anything above a first gutter uh, was also taking a lot longer uh, just from the amount of uh, ladder you have to climb up and down, uh, repositioning and all that sort of stuff. So we started to play around with the different pricing on doing the two-story. Uh, and it would depend obviously on the complexity of the job. For example, um, on a, a large... Um, mansion that we did. Uh, the house was huge. It was probably at least 10,000 square feet uh, from just the house. Uh, it had a lot of alcoves and things that the gutters would go, you know, a lot of 90 degree angles where it would turn and go in and then uh, turn again. And, you know, there was just a lot of areas to go around the gutters. This house also was very uh, tall and our regular 20 foot uh, or 25 foot uh, extension ladders weren't tall enough. So we actually had to go and rent uh, 36 foot extension ladders uh, to be able to get to the top. Uh, and, uh, you know, with that particular job, uh, we ended up charging $2.50 per foot, uh, per linear foot of lights that were going up. So that was on the extreme uh uh, range uh, for that particular uh, job. We found that most houses, most two-story houses, uh, we settled on $2 per uh, linear foot of lighting to go up. Uh, and we found that that worked fantastic. So, uh, you know, if we had a, a house, obviously, with mixed um you know, levels and stuff like that. Anything that we hung that was on the first story gutter or lower, we charged out at a dollar a foot. Anything above that was $2 a foot. Uh, and, uh, you know, f- we would generally go by the row or the amount of lighting uh, that they had. So if they had, uh, you know, 25 foot strands of lights, it was very easy to uh, figure out what the pricing would be uh, for quoting and all that sort of stuff. If we had to do any rentals, obviously of equipment, we obviously had to build that out, uh, as well as the time of picking up stuff. I know even, uh, of some colleagues that did, um, you know, he had a, a big barn structure, uh, you know, your typical red, uh, barn, uh, type structure that the person wanted, uh, Christmas lights and stuff put up on. And, uh, you know, he actually had to go and rent one of those, uh, United rental type, uh, uh power, uh, uh, lifts, uh, to be able to go around the building and, uh, hang these lights up. So obviously, that was incorporated in his pricing for that. So we haven't done anything that extreme, but, uh, you know, the 36 foot uh, ladder rental was probably the, uh, the tallest and, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, job that we had to rent uh, other equipment to be able to complete. 
And we settled on that. We found that it, it worked really good. With that um, mansion house that we did there, uh, that uh, job was roughly around $1,000 after taxes and everything just to do the light install. Now, for you guys starting out, you may think, hey, that's just crazy, $1,000 to hang up lights. But when you think of the type of house that it was being basically a, like a 10,000-foot mansion, uh, with uh, the complexity of the architecture to be able to go in there, uh, you know, it was one where they wanted the traditional lights, uh, traditional bulbs. So to go up there, install everything, making sure every light bulb is faced in the, you know, downwards direction. So everything's even and neat and tidy, perfectly spaced. Um, you know, it takes a while. So for somebody who, you know, owns a house like that, uh, and wants that level of detail and everything, you know, the price is, uh, pretty much justified. And then, uh, what we found too is to come back, if the person wants us to come back and uninstall the lights and put them all away, uh, you know, it generally is a lot quicker to do. So we would charge half of whatever the install price was to come back and, uh, you know, put everything away. Now, of course, we're not ripping down the lights and just throwing them all in a box. We would be, you know, taking the lights down, uh, roll, curling, you know, rolling them all up into their, their individual strands, uh, taping them all, uh, using masking tape around one end and labeling each strand from where it came from. So if it was the, you know, the top, wherever we started from. So it was like, say the top right of the house, I would label the strand top, um, right number one. And then the next strand would be top right number two. Then the next strand after that top right number three, um, and such and such. And then, uh, uh, you know, the bottom strands would be bottom right number one, uh, bottom right number two, you know, basically the, the right or left would indicate what side I started on. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously bottom or top would be which level of gutters and, um, you know, which strand in which order so that they would all line up, uh, exactly perfect because a lot of them, you know, especially with, um, uh, clear traditional bulbs, uh, or, you know, not necessarily clear, but any of those traditional bulbs, you might have sections. They're very versatile. You can, um, you know, face them in certain directions. You can, um, remove bulbs for areas where you don't want lighting to happen. Um, for example, on my own typical uh, house, I've got an area where, um, the second level gutters, um, kind of run up, uh, to the peak of the garage, which kind of runs up in the middle of the house. It's kind of difficult to describe, but you got one layer, layer of, uh, there's basically a, a peak and then two gutters that come off of each side. So there's a space in the middle where the, the peak is. And, you know, on a traditional light or, you know, maybe some LED lights, you'd be going along the one gutter and then you'd have to be going over the peak to the other gutter and you'd have to have those lights on top of the peak and there's nothing you can really do about it unless you're maybe uh, putting electrical tape over the bulbs or something like that to try to stop them from lighting up with a traditional, um, you know, light uh, type of Christmas light with their traditional bulbs. You can actually, you know, loosen those bulbs, remove them. Um, change colors of different bulbs by, you know, changing out the bulbs to a different color. Uh, so it's in a, you know, a section like that where you have, might not have any, um, you know, gutter line or the roof line changes and you don't want the lights on the actual roof line, you can remove those, um, you know, bulbs. And then by putting them away in the proper order and labeling them, 
It makes it very easy for the next year to come back and you know exactly which lights go where and those strings of lights that may have bulbs removed and stuff like that for a particular area all line up perfectly because they're going in the exact same spot. You're not messing with it and dealing with it. And by taking that time and putting them away neatly, um, you know, you're not messing with tangled uh, strings and all that sort of stuff the year, uh, you know, the following year. So we found that that formula for us in where, you know, where we live, where we're doing, it works out uh, the best. It uh, provides us uh, with enough, uh, um, you know, uh, money there to uh, pay off our expenses. You know, you got to keep in mind, you still have that insurance. You still have, you know, your fuel, your cell phone bill and all those other fees that have to be paid for. And it still, uh, you know, gave us enough profit there to, uh, you know, actually earn uh, some money, which is what we're all uh, in this uh, to be doing. So, uh, yeah, for us, we settle on that. I've been using that formula uh, for a few years now. Uh, and it takes trial and error from where you are and where, you know, the types of houses that you're doing and all that sort of stuff. Your market may not accept uh, that if uh, uh, there's a bunch of guys maybe lowballing and all that sort of stuff. But, you you know, you want to differentiate yourself, make sure you're doing the best work possible, you know, and details count. Doing things like uh, trying to point those bulbs in the right direction and all that uh, is what you want to do. Uh, and I know it can be difficult with the newer LED style bulbs. There's been so many different uh, types of bulbs and things. Um, I prefer uh, those uh, older traditional uh, smaller bulbs. Uh, because they can be pointed, you can change bulbs out. If ones burn out, you easily see, um, you know, which ones are burnt out. And, uh, you know, it just works uh, better for, uh, um, my situation. And I, I find that a lot of people are sort of leaning back towards that style. Of course, the LEDs are very popular for their energy savings and stuff, but, um, I think for the amount, um, of time that you're using it through the winter and stuff that, uh, you know, the traditional incandescent, uh, screw in bulb. Uh, I like the smaller base ones, the, the, uh, uh, 30 or sorry, three watt, uh, versions. There's also the larger, uh, five watt. Um, I like that smaller, uh, three watt version. Uh, and, uh, I think they work great. We use, uh, the insulated staples, um, with, uh, you know, the particular electrical wire staple gun that you can purchase. I think it's by, uh, Arrow. Uh, and then you buy the boxes of staples that have, uh, uh, the plastic insulators on them. They come in either white or black. Uh, and, uh, you put that uh, in there and then you can, uh, it's got the little, uh, sort of cutout that you put around the stapler. You have staple it down and it uh, staples the wire down without cutting into the wire like a traditional staple would do. Um, so yeah, the pricing we found, uh, worked the best for us. And, uh, you know, that's what I continue to use, um, in, uh, you know, any lighting situations that I come up, uh, with, uh, now. So hopefully that uh, helps you guys, gives you guys an idea of, uh, you know, what you'll kind of come across if you're just starting out uh, an idea on uh, just a rough guideline on pricing. Like say pricing is very hard because every area is different. Every, you know, country is different uh, and what the going rate and stuff is. So it's just to give you guys an idea. It may not be 
what works for you. You may be able to charge more. You may be able not be able to charge that much. It depends on, uh, you know, your situation. You just got to sort of play around and figure out what your costs are and figure out what works for you. But that is uh, what has worked for us uh, over the past few years. And as we quote jobs to do uh, lighting, you know, the customers seem to be accepting that. So we know we're sort of in that uh, range. Of course, we get some that uh, don't. Uh, but for the most part, I think most people uh, are fine with that, uh, with the amount of, uh, uh, you know, work involved and with the safety factor. Uh, and speaking again, a safety factor, obviously, that is the most important Yes, uh, Christmas lights can be a great way to extend your season, you know, after the fall is done and your mowing's all finished. It's a great way to, uh, you know, continue working into the holiday season uh, where typically you might not be doing anything, especially if uh, you don't get snow and stuff in your area. Um, but, you know, safety has to be a paramount and you have to uh, put that first. Make sure your uh, safety is, uh, your first priority, uh, because there's no point uh, in doing it. If, uh, you're going to get hurt, uh, in the long run, obviously putting food on the table and stuff for your family is the most important. And if you, uh, go out there and hurt yourself because you're trying to make, uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks putting Christmas lights on, but now you jeopardize, uh, maybe your whole, uh, uh, new season coming forth and all the customers and stuff that you've built up, all those clients you've built up, uh, over these past few years, uh, where you're, you know, maybe not able to mow for six months or maybe even a year or something, or even permanently because you hurt yourself falling off a ladder or a slippery roof, you know, it really is not worth it. So make sure your safety is, uh, your first and foremost. And that's, you know, uh, partly why we charge the higher rate too, for doing that top, because it is a lot more dangerous. You're putting yourself at risk. Uh, and, uh, you know, it does, once you go, you may be able to get away with working on your own, doing a, a single story, uh, roof and putting ladders and stuff on. Although I would say, you know, depending on this time of year with the slipperiness and frost and stuff like that, it's always a good idea to have two people uh, working. But, you know, in some instances, you can get away with doing it yourself. But once you get into that two level, you have to have somebody with you. And, uh, you know, that's partly why that uh, higher rate, uh, not only for the complexity and, you know, the thing, but also you need to have somebody else out there with you. So hopefully uh, that gives you guys some things to consider, some ideas, and uh, hopefully that guy uh, helps you out uh, just by uh, sort of letting you know what I've done over the past 11 years with Christmas lights. Uh, so that's it for this week. Hopefully you guys uh, got some value out of that and we'll uh, um, you know, continue to extend your season with other services. Uh, and hopefully my experience over the past 11 years can uh, help you out there. Uh, as always, uh, hopefully you guys can find uh, some time and leave a review if you found any value from that. Uh, but I think that about wraps it up. So uh, that's all for this week. Uh, wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.